You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to NSPS Radio Hour. Thanks for joining us again today. We hope our audience is listening live, and if you're not, then we appreciate it when you listen to us after the fact when you download the show from the station's website. So we are are proud today to have with us four surveyors who are in Michigan. Uh, By the way, guys, I I looked up Benton Harbor where the uh, communications came from, Mm -hmm. and you're pretty far south. My friend John Matonich grew up in Bessemer, which is pretty far north, so I guess uh, through connections with you guys and with John, I got the, the whole west side of the state covered pretty much uh, all the time. So uh, appreciate you being with me uh, to talk about this topic. And I'm going to, Gary, should I go to you first, or am I going to Greg first to introduce everybody? I'd be happy to start things off. Uh, okay, that's Gary great. Hahn. Yeah. Okay. I've uh, I've been uh, with Whiteman's for Whiteman Associates for about 36 years, and I'm the Kalamazoo County Surveyor. I've been doing that for about uh, 10 years now. Okay. Is did John join us? I just Hi. got on here. Hey, John. Uh, Hi. Tell, tell, tell the folks about you. Um, my name is John Comer. I'm the county surveyor for Berrien County. We're in the southwest corner of the state. Um, also, we're uh, bounded by Lake Michigan and Indiana. Uh, I've been the county surveyor since 2000. Uh, I was the deputy county surveyor under Maurice Rushlow before that. And um, I'm licensed in Michigan, Indiana, and Wisconsin. So you get lots of continuing education credits. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> I learned, learned a lot Hopefully of some of those are transferable from one place to another. There, yes, I, I've been doing that more than um, more lately, um, trying to do that. Um, yeah, I'm so, licensed in, in Virginia and Maryland for, for the most part. Those things transfer pretty well. Um, mm-hmm. Usually if you have adjoining states, that, that works out. Although with today's world, we got so many people who are licensed all over the place with all the stuff that's been going on in energy and that kind of thing. I think the people in North Dakota told me this last year. They had more people holding a license not from North Dakota than people oh, wow. from North Dakota, which is kind of interesting. That's a strange thing for us surveyors, you know, because we think about we're, you know, regional at best most of the time, uh, oftentimes local. So uh, I guess it's just the more evidence of the changing world that we all have to have to live with. So, um, Kevin, you're with us, so tell the folks about you. Yeah, my name's Kevin Miedema. I uh, just uh, was elected county surveyor last year, 2016, first time, uh, Allen County. Down there, some of the farthest north of our offices, but not too far away from any one of them. Excellent. Southwest corner of the state, pretty well covered. And Greg is with us. Yes, I'm uh, the only uh, individual uh, of the four that's being interviewed here today um, that is not a, an elected county surveyor, never have been. Uh, I was a remonumentation representative uh, for Ottawa County. Ottawa County was one of two counties in the state of Michigan, Michigan having 83 counties that expedited their remonumentation effort, and I spearheaded that. Uh, Gordon Naderveld was the last elected county surveyor for Ottawa County. Um, for John, Gary, and Kevin, uh, they've um, 
all worked for Whiteman a uh, number of different years, uh, uh, averaging 31 years of service to our company. And uh, we certainly, uh, Curtis, want to thank you for allowing us the opportunity to uh, talk with you about Michigan's remonumentation effort. I certainly can speak to what was just mentioned about uh, the changing world as far as uh, surveyors are concerned, because I'm licensed in, in uh, Michigan and Texas, which seem to have diametric opposite economies a lot of times. So <laughs> That's for sure. Well, maybe that's a good thing. One's good, the other's bad. You you always got a job that way, right? So, yeah. <laughs> maybe that's not so bad after all. That. Yeah, absolutely. 31 years average service, that, that's pretty amazing. Uh, yeah, well, our, our company has been in business for 70 years. Uh, Whiteman is, uh, and Associates was named the uh, 2016 Large Engineering Firm of the Year by the American Council of Engineering Companies. And so we've been in business. Uh, actually, this is our 71st year of business. And uh, uh, John Comer, uh, our Berrien County surveyor, has uh, been uh, with our company for 42 years. Gary Hahn has been with our company 36 years. And Kevin Minema with our company 15 years. That's very impressive, very impressive indeed. Well, I know John is going to talk to us about the uh, the, the monumentation efforts itself. And, and John, were you designated to give our shout-out to, to Mike Barger over at, at DLR? We wanted to thank him for his his efforts. Yes, we we do thank him. Actually, Greg, um, I think you, could, you were talking to him this morning. Yes, that's right. Well, we, and uh, we, yeah, Mike, uh, yeah, on that, um, Mike Barger, he heads up uh, the Office of Land Surveying and Remonumentation for the state of Michigan. Who uh, he has the responsibility of reporting to Michigan's legislature about the progress uh, of uh, the remonumentation effort. And early in Mike's career, before he became a professional surveyor, uh, he had to, of course, uh, send in his application to be um, get. To become licensed, and John Comer was the individual that signed uh, his application for licensure. One of the things you get, and, and thanks for that, Greg, and thanks to Mike. Um, during the, I think Kevin's the one who mentioned uh, um, everybody being elected, the ones who were county surveyors. And uh, I was just curious. I'm, I, th- I think I remember in a lot of places in the country, some county surveyors are not elected. Um, they're maybe appointed or or whatever, and I, so I assume in in Michigan is are all county surveyors elected? Not all county, all county surveyors. Michigan, yeah, go ahead, Gary or John. All, all county surveyors are elected, but some of the counties uh, were able to eliminate the the position of county surveyor, and then what they did is the uh, um, they would appoint. A county representative to do the job of the county surveyor. I see. I, I don't know if it's the case there when you say appoint, but I've heard from some of the public land states sometimes those appointees are not even surveyors. I don't know if that's true for uh, you guys. I don't know of that being the yeah, case. Yeah, it was. It sounded me. odd to me too when I was talking to somebody about this. It's been a few years ago, but it just sounded weird that you'd have a county surveyor who wasn't even a surveyor, but. I guess any political office or that elected, not elected, but appointed office, you could end up with whatever you get. Uh, well, I know, John, you were going to talk to us about the the, inter, uh, the the effort itself. So, how about giving us that information? Well, the the, the uh, remonumentation program under Public Act three forty five and three forty six of nineteen ninety um, was set up 
so that the section corners could be perpetuated. Um, and probably the best way to explain that is to <clears throat> to read a little segment out of the out of the plan. Every county had to set up a remonumentation plan um, when this law was passed, and the plan has a rationale for for why the program was set up and and um, and, I, and I, I can read that. Um, it was the United States government needed a logical and systematic system to sell and develop the lands west of the 13 colonies to pay off the war debt. Thomas Jefferson, Benjamin Franklin, and several military engineers developed the rectangular survey system that we're using today. So this survey of the public land system began in the Michigan territories in 1815. The public land survey system is a public trust that was passed on from the federal government to the state government when Michigan became a state. Then as the counties were chartered, this public trust was passed on to the counties to oversee and maintain. And this is why in the state constitution there's a provision for county surveyor's office to provide each county with an office responsible for overseeing and maintaining the public land survey system and the corners involved. And um, primarily because of the lack of funding, policies, um, capabilities, and organization, the perpetuation of these public land survey corners and the system um, is in a state of disarray. And that is the summary of why the program was set up. So when with that wording that you just talked about with the, with the system being in disarray, that was the, the situation at the time the, the remon was initiated? Exactly. Yeah. And, right. And so the program was set up, and it was set up with um, it needed a funding source. It needed a county survey or it needed a surveyor uh, to oversee the program, which was the county surveyor. And the funding source was handled by an administrator. Um, um, they handled the grant monies, and two dollars was collected initially up until two thousand one, and then the uh, that was changed to four dollars that was legislated into um, four dollars for every document that was recorded at the Register of Deeds office. So in our county, um, Lex Winans was a, is a county grant administrator, Lori Jarvis, who has been very supportive and helpful. She's a Register of Deeds. They, um, they also work with, with me on, on this program. And they have these two branches, the, the administrative section and the, the surveyor section, kind of as a check and balance for the program to uh, flow smoothly. Yeah, I'm going to have to guess that with with the funding mechanism being that, that recording fee, perhaps it's more difficult to get the money you need if you're maybe in a rural county where there's not a lot of recording going on. Well, yeah, that's exactly what happens. Um, the, the money gets sent to the state, and then the state has a formula that um, divides it up amongst the counties in Michigan. Um, obviously, the Upper Peninsula doesn't get as many recordings as, as the Detroit area. Um, so, so they have a formula that they use, and um, no county can receive less than 40% of the monies they, they send to Lansing, the monies that they collected. And the, the, main, the main goal... Um, that, that we have had, and every everyone starting, every county starting the program, 
is to remonument their corners, to perpetuate their corners. Um, and that, then, is the foundation for a GIS grid system of coordinates. The second, the second step would be to um, establish state plan coordinates on those established corners. And then the next part of the, uh, the program is to maintain these corners. So the, the maintenance program is uh, one where people go out and um, not relocate, perhaps, but at least identify the, the corners over time? And some of the corners um, are taken out during construction or, right. or um, you know, yeah, something happens to them that, that they just need to be um, redone. Right. That makes sense. Well, we're only... 15 seconds from our first break, believe it or not. So we can come back and pick up on this a little bit because as normal, I spend more time on introductions sometimes than, I, than I'm supposed to. So if we need to follow up, we can before we get into the components of the program itself. So let's go take that break, and we'll be back in just a couple of minutes. See how easy this is? Yeah, not difficult at all. Good. Yeah. yeah. Greg, so, I don't know if you can say something on Skype because I can't see you on Skype because my phone only has one screen up at it. Okay. Uh, you were just to turn on your mic a minute, and I think if you talk, it'll switch to your screen. Can you see me now? Did it? Yep. Okay. We've got feedback, though. So I'm going to turn it off. I, I need to turn that, turn that off because you're going to echo yeah. through my phone. Yeah, I just turned it off. Can you still see me, Kevin? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. This is uh, the last person that talked. Is the one that's on the screen. Curtis, I can speak, be uh, elaborate on the, the the three components of the Remind program when we come back. Yep. We'll do that. Okay. All right. Who, I just didn't want to do that, Greg. Or uh, what's that, John? Who's going? Yeah. Are you going to do that? Yeah. Yeah. That's the second component of our session. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I had my notes, not yours. Here. Okay. <laughs> You guys are easy. You're well organized. Most of my guests, I have to prod answers out of them. So you're doing really well. Quick stakes is your answer to staking. Lightweight, easy to ride on, easy to use, easy to find, and won't break your back carrying them like the old-fashioned wooden stakes. If you try to sample, if not, get a pen and paper and write down this number, 800-438-0387, or go to quickstake.com, that's Q-U-I-K-S-T-A-K-E.com, and order your samples. Ask your surveying supply dealer for Quickstakes today. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. When we went to break, John was talking to us about the, the Remon effort and funding and, and lots of other elements about it. And um, 
we, we've discussed the components of the program, and, and Greg Vaughn is going to talk to us about that. Yeah, so Michigan's remindmentation program, what the legislature had in mind when they passed the act back in 1990, and we really didn't get underway in the state of Michigan until 1991, was that it was the goal uh, to perpetuate the entire public land survey system, all the section corners, uh, in a 20-year time frame. Uh, that 20 years has uh, long since elapsed, and uh, we're, uh, in 2017, we're, 36 years into our 20-year program, uh, only a handful of counties uh, have uh, completed uh, their remonumentation effort and have gone into what would be the third stage of the uh, remind program. So there is three stages. The first stage, of course, is the perpetuation of the section corners. And uh, the goal of a perpetuation effort is to um, have your work reviewed by a peer group of professional surveyors uh, to gain consensus as to uh, whether the section corner is originally set back in the 1800s is, has been per, uh, properly uh, perpetuated or if deemed to be lost, if it's been restored to its uh, most proper location. The second component, uh, once the corners have been perpetuated, is to establish geodetic coordinates uh, right now, uh, there's been a change. Uh, originally, uh, as I was part of the remonumentation effort in Ottawa County, which was one of the two counties that did expedite, uh, we did, were putting state plan coordinates on the section corner positions. And we had to do so with an accuracy of uh, one-eighth of a foot, or 0.125 feet. Uh, that has changed uh, since uh, that effort was completed, and now what is required is uh, geodetic coordinates uh, of latitude and longitude uh, to the second decimal place of arc second, which loosely translates to about a foot on the ground. So uh, that, in the event that uh, witnesses are uh, lost, uh, we can come back to uh, within a foot uh, to the position of the corner uh, when we come back and do the third phase of the program, which is the maintenance aspect of the program. So what was envisioned for the third aspect of the program is that all corners once perpetuated in the state of Michigan would be visited at least once every 20 years. Uh, so 5% of the corners in any given county are supposed to be revisited after everything has been perpetuated and coordinates established. So that's our program in a nutshell. Wow, that's uh, pretty interesting. Also interesting that, did I hear you correctly, that you're 36 years into a 20-year program? Yes. <laughs> kind of and, sounds like some of my school work. Yeah. Actually, um, you know, it's interesting because uh, Michigan, uh, its largest county, uh, Marquette County, I believe is the largest county, 3,425 square miles, uh, and its smallest county, which was, would be Keweenaw County, 508 square miles. Uh, both of those counties are in Michigan's Upper Peninsula, uh, which, uh, a quick sidebar on Michigan's Upper Peninsula, we, we got the uh, Upper Peninsula, the state of Michigan did, as a result of a little boundary dispute that we had with our uh, our friends from Ohio uh, in exchange for the Toledo Strip. And we like that trade right now. A lot of us vacation up in the Upper Peninsula. So That wasn't the pig war thing, was it? <laughs> that, that was that was the, the, uh, the Toledo 
It was almost a war uh, between <laughs> Michigan territories, and but I, I guess the, the football teams have taken out and taken it up. So right, yeah, they, they, they got that covered now. I've actually yeah, made the drive me. from from Marquette over to Bessemer through the for the to the UP. Um, yeah, okay, really interesting drive. Um, didn't look at all like the mountains I grew up in southwestern Virginia. That's for sure. No, most most people don't realize that Michigan's Upper Peninsula is longer in the east-west direction than the Michigan's Lower Peninsula is in the north-south direction. Oh yeah, so yeah. We do have a lot of section corners that have to be perpetuated there. Um, what Michigan's legislature did do is something interesting in 2014. There, the, there's a lot of uh, large tract landowners in Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Um, one of their primary industries is, is the paper industry and the forest industry. And because of the, uh, the large tract landowners, um, the question came into being, should we be, uh, be extending public funds and perpetuating corners that are ultimately they didn't believe ever going to be used? And not only just the large tract landowners, but also the national forests uh, that exist in Michigan as well. Uh, so Michigan's legislature recognized that, and they're allowing individual counties to make a uh, decision as to what corners will be uh, included in their remonumentation effort on a county-by-county basis. And that's true just in the UP, or is that true for the whole state? No, that's true for the entire state. Um, so uh, in Michigan's remonumentation effort, uh, early on, centers of sections were allowed uh, to be included in uh, the remonumentation effort. And then the discussion came up, well, the center of section was never established by the general land office, the GLO surveyors. Should we be including or trying to perpetuate something that was never set in the first place? So uh, for several years, uh, the funding was not allowed to be expended on center of sections. Uh, but now that has gone full circle, and, and once again, centers of sections uh, can be included in the remonumentation effort. But not only centers, but also the meander corners that close on bodies of water, lakes, and streams. Um, uh, even the internal meander corners uh, in, inside a section, if the county surveyor sees fit to include those corners, can be included in the remonumentation effort. The thing you said about the, I think I understood you correctly, when you said in the perpetuation side that a, a group of surveyors would be named to review the work to make a determination about them being correct. Did I understand that correctly? Yes, yeah, it's, it's a professional surveyor's peer group, and it's comprised of uh, local surveyors that work in the area and have a history of the area. Um, I'd certainly like to kind of give a shout-out to one of uh, Michigan surveyors, um, Ron Lester, uh, who runs uh, an outstanding remonumentation uh, program in the center of the state, uh, Ingham County and Eaton County. Uh, dur during the recession, I went down to Texas, got my professional licensure, and beat it back to Michigan as soon as I opportunity could afford. <laughs> and I was a new, not new surveyor, but new to the area. And uh, Ron Lester runs a pretty tight ship. Uh, he wanted to make sure that uh, you know he, I had the credentials that he wanted to have on uh, a professional surveyor peer group, uh, and so. Also, the, the, it speaks to the value of the peer group itself um, in terms of being able to um, mentor, and I know that we'll leave that for another segment uh, in our discussion. But, yeah, it, uh, it's, a, it's a, a professional peer group of uh, a number of guys that are ultimately, uh, in most cases, your competitors for other business. Uh, but one thing that's nice about the remonumentation effort is 
it uh, allows for kind of a gap work, fill-in work for when things are not busy, and and that's really benefited a lot of Michigan surveyors. Yeah, I can see that. I actually know Ron Lester. I've met him a number of times at conferences and what have you. Um, as a matter of fact, there's a the history of NSPS is is rife with Michigan leaders. I think we have had more presidents from Michigan than any other state um, in that in NSPS. So there's a lot of, a lot of good participation there. What what I was going to kind of jokingly say, of course, not based on Michigan in any way, just the states where I grew up. Uh, finding any group of people to agree on anything is kind of difficult, um, particularly in the age of the the pincushion effect these days with GPS and what have you. So I know that that's a t- an entirely different thing, but it, but it occurred to me when you said that, wow, getting people to agree on things, what a wild novel idea that is. Um, well, I did have one of because I did run the expedited remonumentation effort in Ottawa County, um, and we had, uh, because of the expedited effort, uh, almost a million dollars uh, in funds for just Ottawa County, which is one of the smaller counties in the state. And uh, I had 10 member firms on our peer group. Um, and, yes, uh, to get 10 people to agree the sky is blue is sometimes a feat in and of itself. <laughs> but try and get 10, sure. 10 surveyors to agree what the center of section should be. Uh, we had some marathon sessions of the peer group. Uh, that, that Usually, uh, as was the case, uh, with this work being uh, fit in the, to fill the gaps when, when work was slow, a lot of times it came to the end of the year to finish up the remon work. And so we had some marathon sessions in, in Ottawa County. It started at 7 p.m., and I remember a couple sessions that went to 1 o'clock and 2 o'clock in the morning in the months of November, December. Uh, wow. So <laughs> you, you talked about um, the uh, the coordinates, putting state coordinates on. And I was just curious with uh, the NGS new datum coming out in 2022, and I always joke with Dave Doyle over there before he retired about the coordinates du jour. They change things around so much. Um, is that going to have any impact on on this effort that you know of when that transition occurs? I just, I just uh, spoke with Mike Barger uh, on that this morning. Uh, once again, Mike is the director of the Office of Land Survey and Remontation in Michigan, and uh, he said, "Yes, that very thing uh, is going to come into play." But in Michigan, what we're looking at doing all all counties at this point in time are doing latitude longitude. Some counties, in addition to latitude and longitude, are also doing state plane coordinates. Uh, but with the recognition that uh, ultimately um, the NGS is probably going to go with UTM coordinates, I think what Michigan's probably going to stick to is just latitude, longitude uh, to the second decimal place. So uh, once again, uh, we could go to more decimal places and greater accuracy, but it's really being used as a navigational aid in the event that the corner is lost, not to necessarily establish its precise location. Right. Yeah. Okay. That makes perfect sense. You're you're not. Uh not looking for that precision necessarily. You're just looking to make sure that the that the monuments are are there. And and I, well, the last thing you said about maintenance was the once every twenty years. That's uh, that's a, a long time. But I suspect. Well, hopefully you'll still find a, a lot of them as that time occurs. And I guess you're not obviously uh, to the point where you're going to have to go back at that twenty year interval yet. But um, I'm I'm assuming there's a procedure all set out for that. Well, yes, and I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because the thinking of the legislature is that as the counties that were more populated and had more funding available to them as they completed their effort, that it would uh, allow other counties to get a greater grant amount uh, and help them in, in uh, completing their remonumentation effort. 
So a uh, case in point, uh, Ottawa County, Kent County, um, Muskegon County, um, Steve Valier is the county surveyor up in Muskegon County. Those three counties are already completed, and uh, as a result, uh, they do not do not get as much funding. That funding is being redirected to the other 79 counties that are, or I guess, 80, uh, 80 counties that are yet to be completed. So I, we got about 30 seconds left before our break, but did I hear you say that there is or is not a, an effort going on in all counties at this point? There is. All counties is, uh, right. do have an, uh, an effort underway, all 83 counties in, in Michigan. Well, that's that's pretty impressive to to have uh, that kind of work going on uh, all at once, so to speak. With and I'm sure people are in different stages of getting things done. But yeah, so we're sixty-two percent right, complete. Wow! And what was that number? How many? Sixty-two percent complete. Sixty-two percent. Wow! Well, it's time for another break. Believe it or not. So we do that and be right back and talk with uh, with Gary. Affordable health insurance was the promise of Obamacare, but for many, the government mandate caused more problems than it solved. This is Dr. Elena George from Medicine on Call, and I want to tell you about a truly affordable alternative allowed under Obamacare, Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare bypasses doctor and hospital panels, giving you the freedom to choose, and with a maximum of $500 out-of-pocket per person and 100% coverage up to $1 million per year per occurrence, you can rest assured knowing you and your family are protected. Coverage starts as low as $107 per month and also includes dental, vision, pharmacy, and holistic care. Liberty HealthShare puts you back in charge of your health. Visit them online at libertyoncall.org. Again, for a true affordable alternative to Obamacare, visit libertyoncall.org or call toll-free 1-800-714-6993 today. This is Lawyer Liz. Join me each week as we discuss drones, the Internet of Things, and all the technology in between. It's Buzz Off with Lawyer Liz, Wednesdays at 2. Quick Stakes is your answer to staking. Lightweight, easy to ride on, easy to use, easy to find, and won't break your back carrying them like the old-fashioned wooden stakes. Have you tried a sample? If not... Get a pen and paper and write down this number, 800-438-0387, or go to quickstake.com, that's Q-U-I-K-S-T-A-K-E.com, and order your samples. Ask your surveying supply dealer for quickstakes today. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back. Thank you, David. Um, Gary Hahn's going to talk to us now about, uh, um, we were going to talk about the, the peer group, and uh, we, we talked about that a little bit in the last segment. So, Gary, you mentioned during the break the, the whole concept of the contract surveyors and how that process works. And um, Tell us about that. Sure. Um, well, so uh, each uh, county has a certain amount of grant money to utilize each year for the reimplementation efforts, and they contract with uh, local surveyors to uh, to uh, research history uh, pertaining to section corners, uh, old survey records, uh, road commission and drain commission records, um, old land corner recordation certificates, 
uh, what have you. Uh, he put together a dossier of, of information about a corner, uh, what what materials were used to monument that corner in the past, um, what surveys are hung on it now. Uh, then they go out and do uh, field investigation uh, to see what is uh, being used to monument that corner, whether or not that monument is uh, uh, consistent with what the history says should be uh, being used to monument the corner, and then whether or not uh, that surface marker is is uh, likely monumenting the original government position for that corner. So they, they do the research, they go out in the field, do an investigation, and that can uh, that include uh, making measurements to adjacent section corners, uh, excavating for uh, old stones or clay tiles, uh, uh, plow points, uh, what have you, um, uh, trying to uncover all uh, information they can about a particular corner. Once the history and the field investigation work is done, then the surveyor um, submits uh, all of his findings to the, the peer review group. And, and as I think Greg mentioned, the peer review group is made up of, of local surveyors uh, from various firms, sometimes uh, retired surveyors. Um, they meet uh, in general about once a month. And uh, at these meetings, the, the, the contract surveyor presents uh, his findings about the corner. And uh, those findings are discussed. Um, most uh, counties try to achieve 100% you know, consensus on where that uh, the original position for that corner was, whether or not they've got a, a perpetuation of that position in front of them, or, or whether or not the evidence being submitted is just really the best available evidence of the position of the corner. So uh, once consensus is reached, then the surveyor uh, monuments that position with a, a standard county marker, and they, they vary from county to county. Um, and then they record uh, a land corner recordation certificate at the Register of Deeds. And that certificate uh, talks about uh, the original monument and accessories that the, the General Land Office established for the corner, and then uh, uh, indicates what evidence was found uh, currently and then it, it gives an indication of, uh, of what was set uh, for the monument and what the new current um, accessories and witness ties uh, for the corner are. And, and it was also placed on that form for the, uh, the uh, latitude and longitude information. So it's a pretty comprehensive um, review of the corner evidence, and, uh, and it's a good way to uh, perpetuate... Uh, of that, that history. These documents are recorded the Register of Deeds and the state uh, of Michigan has a database that any surveyor or really anybody can can uh, can access going forward. That's an, that's an amazing concept. I mean, well, first of all, just sharing things with each other is a pretty big concept. <laughs> but that's not always, the, not always the case in different parts of the country, that's for sure. But Absolutely. But certainly that that's what a tool that is to uh, to be able to have at your uh, ex be exposed to, is there any kind of um, size typical size of a contract, or how, how does that determine? It kind of depends on the county, uh, how much funding that each county has each year for the remodification effort. 
also depends on uh, the number of uh, contract surveyors that are within an area that are available to do the work. Um, I would say, at least in Kalamazoo County, uh, each surveyor that, that's involved with the program uh, contracts for, it's a five to seven corners each year. So is there, a, a, for lack of a better term, a vetting process in terms of the contract surveyors? Do they have to demonstrate some level of qualification in particular, or is just being a licensed professional surveyor adequate? Well, obviously, they do need to be uh, licensed. Uh, originally in the program, uh, the county surveyor uh, had the responsibility of, of uh, putting the, the peer review group together. Um, oh, I'd say what was it, about five, six years ago, uh, the, uh, the, the rules changed on that, and now uh, the county commissioners are involved. Uh, there's a, a review process, uh, an interview process that takes place uh, uh, to seat uh, surveyors on that group. And I think I think they uh, do take into account the recommendation of the county surveyor if there is one when they're making. Uh, their decisions on that, but uh, most of the, the surveyors that are involved with this program have had many, many, many years of, of serving experience in the county for which they, they participate. So, the, and, and they're they're part of that of that group itself. But if I'm if I'm a surveyor and I want to get some of this work to go out and and do the actual work itself and bring it back for review. I'm assuming there's some type of procurement process there, too. There is. Uh, the county over the years has uh, scanned a lot of the old historical record. We've got uh, uh, scans of the general land office notes, uh, uh, county surveyor records dating back to the 1860s through about 1910. And then uh, one of the benefits of this program is is you know prior to the the reimagination program, most or many surveyors were were pretty secretive about the information they had pertaining to section corners. And I think they were afraid that uh, they gave that information out to a competitor. That competitor might get a leg up on on bidding a, a survey and, and and get it. So um, uh, people didn't really surveyors didn't really offer up uh, the information they had through this program though. Uh, surveyors have uh, gotten to know each other better by serving on the peer review group. Uh, we all learned a lot from each other, uh, and uh, the program has really opened the door for for sharing of information. Um, some some uh, survey firms that have been in business for decades uh, have actually uh, provided and allowed to be scanned uh, their, their witness tie sheets for all the corners in the county, which is... Uh, uh, been a huge benefit uh, to the program and to, really to the community. Because these section corners, you know, I know many of your listeners might know, but the importance of these section corners is that uh, all properties or most properties are referenced to these section corners in, in their deeds. So the legal description for your property in your deed makes reference to these section corners, and it's the section corners that surveyors work from in order to uh, survey a property line. Yeah, that was, um, you mentioned the, the camaraderie that, that's built, and uh, it, it'd be hard to say, I guess, when a program was initiated, whether that was a goal, but it certainly is a good circumstance to have occurred. 
because we, all of us as surveyors are, are always looking for ways to better interact with each other and, and have good relationships and share information and, and maybe not do that hoarding you talked about earlier, um, although I'm, I'm sure that still exists out there in, in the world someplace. But this exercise itself really uh, put together a mechanism where it fostered that whole idea of camaraderie. I, and like I said, I don't know if that was actually intended in the in the concept to begin with, but it's a great result, or it seems to be. I, I agree. I, I think probably it wasn't intended, but it was definitely a, a plus and a benefit. Yeah. If I could just uh, weigh in on, on that just for a, a quick sure. second. Um, I, I've seen the, the definite evolution uh, in Michigan because uh, I've worked in a number of different counties uh, as both heading up the remonumentation effort and also just one of the uh, contract surveyors. And one of the things that I've noticed is that uh, it really helps as far as the uh, development of the professional within our state. There's a number of surveyors who were involved who were sole proprietors, uh, Curtis, uh, and they had very little opportunity to interact with other professional surveyors uh, except uh, the peer group. And it was within the confines of the peer group that uh, the I think the professionalism of uh, the Michigan surveyor has really um, taken a, a lift through the remonumentation effort because you're, you're able to get insights from other surveyors and other peers in your own profession. Well yeah, and, and that's that's such a great tool because as our societies, our our national society, of course, and our state societies and our local chapters and, and those kind of things, that, that that's another reason we do those things, of course, is to, to build better relationships and get people talking with each other. And and here you do it really on a on almost a project basis rather than this is just the right thing to do, but you begin to build that, that interaction with people. I, that is very laudable and, uh, and, and a great circumstance that has occurred because of the program or certainly fostered by the program. It also gives an opportunity, speaking of the sole proprietor, a lot of them do not have ownership succession plans in place, and it's the forum of the professional surveyors peer group that was working in the, in the locale that has developed and fostered the relationships for the, the torch to be passed uh, from a sole proprietor who's ready to retire to a, a newcomer, um, well, not necessarily a newcomer, but somebody that might be in the middle point of their career and would be willing to take over his operation. Yeah, and, and that's a great point because as a as a former sole proprietor for part of the time I was surveying reg, uh, as uh, routinely as, as my business, uh, I can certainly uh, understand that because if you don't have some way to do this with a group, then you're kind of dependent on, okay, well, who in my who in my company is going to be my successor and are they going to um, look after my records the way I would and all those things come into your mind. So it's it's a great way, I think, to, uh, to as you said, perpetuate the information out there and also build uh, a group of successors coming along. Yeah, not every company is like ours. You know, we have 12 surveyors on staff, professional licensed surveyors. That's that's kind of a luxury. We're, we we kind of take that for granted. Uh, we have that in-house. But uh, most companies, uh, you know, one or two surveyors on staff. So they yeah. don't have the interaction. Exactly. And sometimes it's difficult to get that interaction with other folks because of the, all of those things you just talked about or you, you both talked about a few moments ago in terms of, uh, proprietary feelings and and that type of thing uh, amongst ourselves. So once again, this this turns out to 
have another added benefit to it, whether or not it was intended in the beginning. It certainly seems as though it's been uh, a good result. And believe it or not, we are ten, less than 10 seconds from our next break. This is going really, really fast. So let's do the break, and we'll be back for our last segment in a couple minutes. Quick Stakes is your answer to staking. Lightweight, easy to ride on, easy to use, easy to find, and won't break your back carrying them like the old-fashioned wooden stakes. Have you tried a sample? If not, get a pen and paper and write down this number, 800-438-0387, or go to quickstake.com, that's Q-U-I-K-S-T-A-K-E.com, and order your samples. Ask your surveying supply dealer for quickstakes today. Whether cruising the strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with e-verify in your business or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules or if you marry a foreign national, Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866-286-6200. That's 866-286-6200. Or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. We're back for our last segment today with our friends from Whiteman and Associates. Thank you all for being with me today. It's been great. Uh, moving through this, this segment, we'll start out with Kevin to talk to us about the the old timers, the people who really got the Remon program going. Yeah, yeah. Um, thanks, Chris, for having us uh, talk about this. And, uh, as a newbie, uh, really, I, I learned everything uh, just from prepping for this program. It's kind of I hear little tidbits that like, oh man, I didn't know that's where that came from, but. Um, just getting my feet wet in the program over here for Allegan County uh, Remonetation, and uh, okay. good to hear this kind of information. But, uh, let's see. So, yeah, uh, having um, these long-term surveyors on the peer group um, and building that camaraderie with these folks, um, I've been involved with the Allegan County program for about 10 years, and, uh, yeah, we've had... Uh, a lot of the Allegan County notes are in the Whiteman office. Um, I didn't know any of the previous surveyors that uh, worked with these guys. That I look at these notes uh, every day, but I didn't know any of those guys until I joined this peer group. And uh, just yeah, getting their insight on uh, these corners and different issues that pop up with these corners. Is very valuable. Um, keeping that uh, line of uh, chain of history going is really what the Remind program is all about. Um, yep. So one of the things hey, you guys noted was that there are some uh, retirees, retired surveyors, who get involved in the program and and be a part of it. And and I think that's great too because I think the, the thing that a lot of us fear. Uh, as surveyors, and, and fear is probably not a good word, not the right word, but nonetheless, it, it's in our mindset. 
uh, we always talk about when are you going to retire, Mr. Surveyor, and yeah. and we always say, well, okay, what am I going to do the second day? <laughs> because because it's our life, you know. What else are we going to do? So it, it's great to have those people involved. A lot of them really like uh, doing the remonumentation program. It's very interesting. I think a lot of surveyors are kind of history buffs anyway. So uh, researching the history of those section corners and getting back, you know, the 1850s or 60s or 90s, whenever these some of these corners stones have been perpetuated of the general land office stake they set. The general land office just set a wood stake. Um, and then, uh, yeah, getting back to some of those old perpetuations of those corners is really rewarding when you when you do that. So oh, yeah. That's why a lot of these guys like to stick around, and it's very valuable for us young timers to see that. Yeah, and I think it's I think it's sort of one of a nature of surveyors in general is that just being part of something and and reaching back into history. That's so cool to to think about that. And I, my career, I've had an opportunity to to go back and, and research some things and be involved in surveys that were actually originally done by people like Washington. And, and you, you, you look back at that and you think, wow, this is, this is really neat. But then the other side of you says, well, I want to be part of that too. I, I, someday I'd like for people to say I'm, I'm following Kurt Sumner's work, you know, as if anybody would really want to do that. But, but nonetheless, it, you, you want that feeling to continue forward. And, and this program seems like a really good way to sort of bring the, the old and the current and the new all together to, to keep that chain alive. Yeah, it certainly has been. Um, yeah, I can, uh, you know, these guys that are similar in my program, um, you know, they at least have worked for county surveyors from all the 50s and 60s. And just being in those guys probably, you know, those guys from the 50s and 60s knew the guy before that. So they get a um, they get a sense of how good the previous surveyor's work was, and you can kind of uh, use their judgment a little bit about, okay, well, that guy wasn't real reliant. They don't know if I want to use his measurement to that corner. Um, or, yeah, that guy did really good work. You know, if he said it, he says he's, you know, 40.23 chains, that should be within a foot of that, you know. Those guys right. have that kind of experience. And I think that is a generational thing. We all we all look back and um, and see what people did before us, and and look at really how remarkable some of their work was, considering the tools that they had. Um, so that I think that's that's a really big part of all this. So what? Do you, and I don't know who anybody who who wants can can respond to this, or everybody can respond to it. But I'm curious about your thoughts on the program itself and um, its its future, so to speak. Where, where, where do you think you are in the whole process and and looking down the road? What are your thoughts on the program? Uh, this, this is John. I, I think it's been a great program. It has brought surveyors together that, you know, like we were talking, they, um, they think that they're the only ones that do it right and then find out that everybody, we're all doing it, you know, surveying the same way and a good way. And just um, um, so it has helped us get together and, and even review surveys, boundary survey problems that we have as you know in a peer group, not just the um, section corners. Um, so because the section corners control every piece of property, um, they're they're necessary to be located 
in the place that they were originally set, that there are not multiple corners, that they're not going to move, and then we can define properties um, very accurately. Um, and and also a part of this, um, because of the remonumentation program, uh, Roger Stevenson was the county surveyor in Cass County, and he had a problem with on the state line with a, uh, a section corner. And so we... we we were able to get together, and and well, this was back in 2003, approximately, and and um, it started the um, uh, an ad hoc committee for um, surveying the state line between Michigan and Indiana, um, and that has progressed. So there was legislation that was passed by Senator Jelenic and and John Prose and and in in Michigan, and then also in Indiana, and we've had a state line. Commission, um, and we're moving forward to survey the state line. Uh, right now, it's being held up because of funding, um, which seems to be uh, what what always stops things. But um, um, that boundary between Michigan and Indiana is kind of a um, spinoff of the remonumentation program that we had, and and um, perpetuating section corners and the mile markers. There are mile, mile markers on the state line. That's what control the line and control the properties along the state line. Yeah, so that's a Curtis, good... Uh, I, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, if I could just uh, weigh in just for a second. You know, the, the average age of the professional surveyor, I, I heard a recent statistic, is 56 years old. I'm not sure if that's just in the state of Michigan or if that is... Uh, nationwide. It's um, at least 56 nationwide. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And so, you know, back to the benefit of a program. You know, it's not uncommon to have uh, professional surveyors as members of, uh, of the peer group who are uh, in their 70s. And in Michigan, we even have some in their 80s. And, uh, and as far as passing the torch of knowledge, uh, it, you can have also uh, newer surveyors that are um, just barely 30 or, or maybe even in, in their upper 20s as members of the peer group. And what, is, what an opportunity this program has afforded us as a profession to pass that torch of knowledge between generations. So when we have somebody who, who's in their 60s, 70s, perhaps even 80s, uh, that can recall and, and tell how things were done back when they were in their 20s and 30s uh, to the next generation, it's, it's been a wonderful uh, program in that regard. Yeah, that's, and that's invaluable experience and, and information that you're not going to get any other way. That, that is that is absolutely true. And, and, you know, if I say the, what is the absolute biggest benefit um, of the remonumentation effort, besides, of course, the perpetuation of the corners themselves, which is, uh, you know, handed down the biggest benefit for, for us, it's uh, what it has done for the evolution of the profession here in the state of Michigan in, in terms of taking... Uh, what you know, if you're a renegade, you go into surveying. I <laughs> sometimes <laughs> is, is, the, is the thinking, but uh, and that's why there's perhaps maybe so many sole proprietors. But uh, it, it's really dropped the barriers of, of adversity between um, otherwise competitors and and established a, a, an overall kind of theme of uh, camaraderie. Yeah, and, and what a great tool to have because we all, when we're going to be doing a survey someplace, we're we're trying to find how to replace or, or, or verify what was done before, and this program really is beneficial in, in that way. And so we're we're about three minutes from from being through the show today. So I usually wait to the very end to do this, and then I never get it done. 
So the, the next thing I want to do is to thank all of you, John Comer, Greg Vaughn, Gary Hahn, Kevin Miedema, all with Waitman Associates, and talking about the Michigan Remon program. And I want to also thank Jamie Balkin at your company for being so good at helping put all these logistics together for us to be able to do this. So uh, please please convey over my, my thanks for that. Well, Curtis, we certainly appreciate everything that you're doing for the National Society of Professional Surveyors, and we are encouraged to see um, as a as a group of professional surveyors nationwide the organization that is now coming together uh, with uh, the National Society. Well, it's certainly been uh, for me as a as a, a surveyor. It's a it's a labor of love to be involved in this, and there's just so many great people out there uh, around the country that, as you guys are finding out in the state, it's it's kind of like I get to find that out from different places, and um, we just I think the big the big key for us moving forward is to to continue to build that camaraderie and look at our profession as something that we're all part of, and we're not. We're not little separate people doing our thing here and there. We're all part of a bigger thing, and, and everything we do has an impact on what somebody else is going to do uh, coming down the road. So I just see this program as a great example of how that's happening in Michigan and, and beginning to happen in, in other places. And, and I've talked to some of the folks that have been in, on our board from time to time, and they talk about the Remonk program. and. Every time anybody talks about it, it's like their eyes light up. They think it's such a great thing. And, and for all the reasons that you guys have talked about today, um, it's, it's, I'm really proud of, to have been able to have you on the show today to talk about it and let people hear about it and, and hopefully encourage surveyors from around the country to, to maybe talk to you all and, and find out how you've gotten it together, and, and maybe they can begin to do that too. Well, certainly. I mean, I would be happy if uh, anybody would like to talk with me specifically about it. If you have other surveyors from other states, uh, if if I can't be uh, pass on the information, I certainly know the people that can. As far as uh, starting up a remonumentation effort in any other state, that's great. I, I'm sure we're going to hear from some folks about that because it's it's such a a great thing. Well, we got 30 seconds. Anybody got one last thing they want to tell anybody? Well, one thing that uh, I'll give you, uh, your listeners, if they do have an interest in starting their own remonumentation uh, program in their state, uh, they can contact me at gvon at whiteman-assoc.com. I'll make that available to you uh, as well, Curtis, uh, if you have Great. any call-ins. We can post it. Well, thanks again, everybody. I really appreciate you being with me today, and uh, good luck moving forward. Thank you, Thank you Curtis, for having us. Thanks, guys. Thank you. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.